Here we go, here we go, here we go. Were you a cheerleader? (laughs) (laughs) If you had to stake the lives of your family on answering the question correctly, was I a cheerleader? Yeah, yeah. Or even if you had to stake the lives of your family on knowing whether or not that that is even a Mm -hmm. question. (laughs) Say goodbye. Are you... you are you saying you're gonna come kill my family yeah. for that question? Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, fair. So sometimes fair. you, you know, you ask a question I, and then you go, overstuffed. "Do you know what? I probably knew the answer to that question." I I did know the answer, which was a resounding was fun yes. To ask it. it was a resounding yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, three seasons. Absolutely. I pioneered the uh, the baseball cheerleader. I feel like I've made that joke before, but um, <laughs> you, I, not to me. I like uh, it. Well, anyway, yes. Uh, no, I was not a cheerleader. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair, fair. Lori, how are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm all right. Yeah. I took a, I took one of those naps where you wake up and you're like have no idea what your obligations were like I was like really pissed that my alarm went off and I was like why the fuck mm-hmm. did I send why did I set an alarm that must have been a mistake and it took me quite a while to be like oh right I'm supposed to be recording a podcast with <laughs> <laughs> National sure. Geographic and, you know, Ranger Rick on you. <laughs> but I feel like bats can be pretty big. He went Ranger Rick I... on me, and I had to have reconstructive <laughs> surgery. <laughs> what was... Ranger Rick was a raccoon, probably, with all the R's? I think so. That Yeah. I, what was... Ra- Ranger Rick was a magazine? Like a magazine I feel, for... I feel like it was a magazine for kids about animals. Yeah. Do you think... Do you... And the answer, of course, is yes. So you don't have to answer it. But do you think someone's sexual awakening... 100%. Was Ranger Rick, right? 100%. Yeah, he like had a, Let's... a hat but no shirt. Maybe. I mean, all I'm remembering yeah. is I think he was like... Of less, uh, less well-defined version of like Smokey Bear. He was like Smokey Bear's like scummy cousin who like I don't mm. know, like just got into the light beer too early in his no. brain development. <laughs> I'm gonna share my screen with you, Rick. Uh, and we're looking up everybody. Google Ranger Rick and go to the images if you would. And I'm just gonna share my screen with Lori. It's like clip art. Or no, I look at him. Oh, look he's so no much him. worse than I. Okay, I I was imagining something. I don't know. He's like overtly a predator. There. And then the there's, early eighties. He's wearing no. He's only wearing a hat. No pants. Yeah, only a hat, and of course a mask because he's a raccoon. Yeah. Uh this is I think where furries were created. Fucking absolutely. Yeah, this was definitely like. 
He's got a this was de- chunky because bottom. look, he's got a chunky bottom. He's got a full gut just like me, and so we honor that. But then look at that thigh gap right there, yeah. and that's just nothing's hanging down in this picture. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, it's it's making you ask where did it go? Yeah, I see that they. Where is it? Well, it's inside. It's all up inside, up inside the business. I see that they have. They really um, his his look evolved in mm-hmm. a eh, not not a hugely different way, but uh, not too bad. Uh, no, it. it Mm. A fan site yeah. devoted to the adventures of Ranger Rick Raccoon from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I guess what I'm asking uh, is, was this my sexual awakening? Well, I don't know. right. I don't, th- I, mean, I don't think so. I don't think so, but... The call is coming also... from inside the furry costume. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Or did you know, I, I, um, I think I told you I, I had a meeting... And I can't go into details, but it's not that interesting. Uh, not quite an NDA, but just told don't talk about it, mm. which is which is fine. Sure. But went out to Long Island, was near the Hamptons, mm. and staying in staying in a house out there with several other people, getting to know them, blah blah blah. It wasn't sex. Like, don't worry about it. It was all. It was, it was fine. It, it was, was fine. Everybody was safe. Ranger Rick. Everyone uh-huh. was safe. It was a Ranger Rick sitch, and. We had a, a costume night. We had two costume nights, dress-up nights, and one of them was uh, because each room in this large house had bathrobes. Mm-hmm. We did, um, it's pajama night, where we did charades. <sighs> that sounds... So that was fun. Not it safe. That sounds extremely unsafe. It was, a, it was 100% safe. Okay. It was 100% safe. Okay. 100% safe. And then the next night was a combination of uh uh the, the the god damn it what's the fucking name of that dilapidated kennedy house gray gardens. House. gray gardens yeah gray gardens so it's a combination of gray gardens or like what you wanted to be when you grew up oh, god. right so like you're right so everybody was great everybody was great corporate However, america I, is a cult okay i didn't say that i didn't say that I didn't say it was corporate America. Oh, you're right. All. You're right. Sorry. Uh, church. No, it's church fine. is church. Church. Is a cult. It was my church group. Yeah. It was my church group, and I dressed up as one of the raccoons in the Bouvier house. Oh my god. In in Grey Gardens. Oh my god. So I got a onesie. I got a onesie, a raccoon onesie. I gotta say, folks. Upsetting. Get yourself a raccoon onesie. Wow. Oh my god, that's a Ranger Rick. Of course. Of course, it was Ranger okay. Rick. Oh, full circle it's all coming moment. back. We're having a full circle moment here, folks. Now this was this was your idea, yes, right? Because I put you on the spot mm-hmm. after after last um, last episode where we watched the rat that cooks, and then I said, "What what what should we watch next?" Yeah. And you said, "I said burnt, you burnt mm. 2015, mm. 2015's, uh chef." Film from the illustrious Weinstein Company, starring oh, one what Bradley a good Cooper. Company. Oh, such good things! Yeah. Oh, really smart, well curated projects. Big names, you know, good budgets. Big names, big directors, so pretty. Blah blah blah. Lori, I'm gonna tell you something. Yeah. Fuck you <laughs> for making me watch this 
movie. Yeah. And you're welcome. And, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about this uh, yeah. movie. Fuck you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Any initial reactions so, to the movie? Not to me. I had only, you know, all I knew was was what I remembered reading about. I remember reading the reviews that were not good, and I remember right. that it that it came and went very quickly, and that it's. I think it's kind. Of, I knew that it was sort of a black mark on Bradley Cooper's otherwise illustrious career film. Oh, it's perfect, perfect career. Yeah. Uh, so I was truly bracing for uh, a hate watch. I was bracing for a showgirls style film that I could really yeah. stink my teeth into it. You know, something that just sucked. Stink my teeth. Stink into my teeth it. into it. I didn't mean to say that, but we'll leave it. It's <laughs> but fine. It's correct. It's fine. It was correct. Um, it was correct. And so I will say, you know, for better or worse, I was like, this wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. I mean, it was, it was bad. It was not a good film. It was short. I will give it that. It was, yeah. Less than an hour and a half, I think. I mean, I think they knew. And there were a couple of montages where I was like, they shot a lot, many, many more scenes uh, for this film. Like They shot so much and used used seconds yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those montages, I was like, you didn't just set up these. These are like complex situations that yes. you you did yes. not set these up to do a, a one second uh, clip in a montage. Like you, there was a whole other film here. And I would like to see the, you know, I don't know, the director's cut or the, you know, the, the whatever, the Apocalypse Now cut of, uh, of Burnt, which, I mean, I would and I wouldn't, you know, it's, uh, it's I, like, how I much do I hate I myself? Would. I think I would, because it would be terrible and yeah. I would enjoy that. All right, let's do a quick overview of yeah. it. The, the, this is from IMDb. Mm-hmm. Adam Jones, Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. is a chef who destroyed his career with drugs and diva behavior. Okay. Uh, he cleans up returns to London. By the way, all of this is before the movie starts. Yeah. All of it. Mm-hmm. All of it except for returns to London. We see that. Yeah. We didn't see anything else. Everybody does talk about it. Um, determined to redeem himself by spearheading a top restaurant that can gain three Michelin stars. That's it. That's the entire plot. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else. The stakes well, could not be lower. I mean, <laughs> the stakes. I with the. Let's get into the cooking. Let's get into the cooking, Lori. <laughs> here's my theory of the film. Mm-hmm. If if you're open to it, please. Um, this movie is about sous vide. Uh huh. That's all it's about. Like that, the sous vide is the hero. It's a whole character in the film. It's, it is the rising action. Yes. It is, it is the resolve. It is the denouement. Yeah. Like it is, it's just the sous vide machines are here to save the day. Mm-hmm. So if you actually flip the entire perspective of the movie mm-hmm. from the viewpoint of the sous vide machines, mm. I think we have something. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that because in the, in the very beginning, I was like, you know, I think I'm I'm, I'm just going to make a prediction that I think Burger King might be the third lead in this film because Ooh, Burger King yeah. plays for a film it's this there. short uh, with yeah. with a, this slight of a plot. <laughs> Burger King plays kind of an outsized role, at least in setting up the action and in setting up 
uh, well, Burger King stands in for his genius, basically. Like the ways in yes, which they establish yes, yes, his yes. quote unquote genius. Yeah. Oh God, this film is so. And, what, and how? Why, why is he such a genius? How do we find those things out, Laurie? Well, because on his time during his time off, he goes to Burger King and he takes his little notebook and he takes notes on the film, and then he has a has a really interesting <laughs> sort of like. Uh, Derry Da moment with the burger, you know, like telling and just yeah. like and just mansplaining to the the, <laughs> the Sienna woman, Miller, sure. Sienna Miller, that yeah. her character, who's a chef, yeah, yeah, who's a chef, uh, and you can tell by the the three stars that she has tattooed on her shoulder that she's uh, yeah. she's not just a chef, she's a three star chef. Uh, she's got she's got ambition yeah. to be evaluated by other people. Yes, yes. To be told she's worthy by other yeah. people. That's her goal in totally. life. Totally. So congrats to her. She, he breaks down sort of the meaning and the um, the whole the whole world can be distilled down into a Burger King burger. So I was like, well, okay. Uh, I do. I'm sure they got some kind of promotional consideration, but which I mean, I hope so. a lot of money from Burger King because they uh, played that. Shit well, we see how they up. slice tomatoes. They showed us the yeah, tomato that's slicer. Right. That's right. I mean, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, it's yeah, a big fucking deal. Can I start us off with the opening? Sure. Which I went back and re- rewatched. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. I'm not going to do an impression, mm. but uh, I'm going to be inspired mm-hmm. by Bradley Cooper's performance. Who is looking so weird, but also like gross, but also like a snack, mm, like a like a gross snack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a yeah, hot yeah, dog yeah. served off Ranger Rick's bottom. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and I don't and I I would put it on any wildlife, right? Yeah. Like he's looking, he's. At his bulkiest, and I mean that in a good way. Mm. Mean that in a good way. They do show off his body throughout the film. Yeah, they really make an emphasis of what. Why are you looking at me like that? No, I was. I was just remembering. I was. I was like. I was. Oh, there were okay. a lot of shots from behind where was? I was like, I. I don't know. He's not. I he's not giving we... good ass in this film. Like he's he's giving good shoulders sure he's giving he's giving good shoulders in this film and he's giving stubble yes and that's that's what he's giving and then sometimes he's giving blue eyes oh such blue eyes upsetting and that's all he's giving yeah he's giving very blue eyes like a siberian husky Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one of those where you're like are you possessed i don't know yeah yeah i don't know should i kill you now before you you know right Kill my family. Like one of those filters on Instagram where you're like, ugh, I'm, I'm good with my whatever. It's too much. My pond colored eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he's on, is he on a train? Is he on a something? He's on a trolley. Yeah. Where is he? He's in New Orleans. Okay. And he says, John Luke, my mentor, the man who gave me a chance as a chef said it was God who created oysters and apples. We'll come back to that. And you can't improve recipes like that, but it is our job to try. I spent 10 years cooking in Paris, and then I became head chef in Jean-Luc's restaurant. Ooh. Yeah, there's, it's... Lori. Lori. Set it up at the exposition center, man. It is expo... It is so... It is like, 
This is the biggest tell don't show movie I've ever seen. There is so much exposition. It's all the tell, all the tell. Oh, we knew each other from blank. Right. Oh, do you remember when we worked together in Paris? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I do. When I was your sous was chef there. at Jean Luc, we were like <laughs> brothers. Do you, yeah. That's and, literally, and you I, I wrote that say down. Those things. <laughs> yes. yes. You have to say these things or no one would know. Yeah. I would know. Lori, if you came to me three years later, I go away and I finally get off my Negroni habit every night. One a night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we know, I can't drink too much or I get the migraines. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I go away. I shuck one million <laughs> oysters and i write down every day the tally the uh, the accumulated tally which is which is what bradley cooper's character does and we're just going to call him bradley cooper because because his name is adam something and we don't care yeah, we no. don't care adam jones so at the it's bradley Lightham. cooper yeah it's it's bradley cooper in this movie is, totally. is really the name of the restaurant if if i went away yeah for three years kicked my negroni habit shucked one million oysters in new orleans and then when i went overseas referred to it as louisiana <laughs> never said new orleans again for legal reasons louisiana louisiana oh oh which part new orleans oh yeah i know new have orleans. you heard of okay. it <laughs> so, have you heard new orleans have you heard of it so if if we did all that if on my one millionth oyster i crack it open pour it into my mouth, write down one million, and walk out of the black man's restaurant that I have been working at. And he's like, hey, where are you going? And I don't say a word to him. I do not give him respect. I abandon him. (laughs) I say say nothing. I just completely disappear as if this man was completely disposable and I owe him nothing, which is what Bradley Cooper's character Mm -hmm, does. mm Mm-hmm. I walk across a bridge. Like Mad Max. Where's he, where's he walking? Yeah. To where? To where he will gets, he be walking? Uh, half we a don't mile know. and he has got the swamp ass of a lifetime in those and that's fucking 100%. leather jacket and those stupid And the motorcycle jeans. boots. That I did think that leather jacket has to smell so bad yeah. after filming that because he's wearing it all the time with just so a much. very thin t-shirt. It's too much leather jacket. Yeah. All right. So if I do all of that, if I, if I follow Bradley Cooper's lead and I come back to you and you go, hey, I know you. And I'd be like, yeah, hey, how you doing? And then you say, we used to do a podcast together. <laughs> and I go, yeah, we podcasted. In New York, do you remember? We would remember? we would set up the microphones and talk some shit. Do you remember that, Christopher? And then we'd we'd have to edit out some of the things, and sometimes I would forget to edit those things out. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I remember. Oh, yeah. I'm going yeah, for my third you. star. I know how close <laughs> you two were. He was a great chef. These are also exposition notes that I took. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And then Jean-Luc died. Okay, so folks, the movie's horrible from the start. It's it's, horrible. It's Ratatouille meets A Star is Born, basically. It's so bad. Dead Mentor. We're supposed 
we're supposed to care about this guy because we don't know because it's Bradley Cooper. Because we appreciate genius, and it's 2015. This film is like a fucking time capsule of everything. It is of, of, yes. of not that long ago when you could make a film like this, and well, nobody gave a shit then. I was gonna say people could give a shit, but tr- I, I defy you to find somebody who gave a fuck about this movie, including the people that made it. I yeah, I don't think they knew what they were making. No. It, it does it does feel like they're sort of inspired by Anthony Bourdain in this, like sort of ish. But like other people, like the bad boys, the violent chefs, you know, in of, of I don't right. know where. Like it it's 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 like Everyone and no one all at the same time. Right. Well, it's like whoever was consulting or writing the script just like picked up Kitchen Confidential, held it up to their forehead, maybe watched an episode of one of Tony's shows and was like, got it. Uh, Well, I totally understand this. And then there's there's that British chef as well. Marco Pierre White. Yes. Yeah, it feels it feels very Marco Pierre White without any substance. Well, I mean, I'll, I will say uh, that skipping ahead, to, I, I did watch all of yes. the credits because I was like, I mm. I know that I'm, there's going to be information here that it's going to be useful to me. And there was. Uh, one of the earliest credits that ran after the film was uh, yeah. chef consultant Mario Batali. Uh, and because you cued me into that, he is actually listed in the opening credits as well. Is he? Oh my God. I somehow missed yeah. that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... but you, you cued me. So then I saw it and I was like, Oh fuck. And I said to Karen, Oh my God, look at this garbage person. Yeah. Uh, so Mario Batali did in fact work for Marco Pierre white back in the day. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, interesting. Yes. And also, you know, there's just something so, beautiful and synergistic about thinking about Mario Batali cashing a check from Harvey Weinstein's company. Just, you know, no, yeah. no reason that yeah. I can quite put a finger on, no, but uh, just no, no, love no. the idea that those two Isn't guys spent time together uh, and Somehow exchanged found each funds. Other. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder how they did that. Mm. Um, Lori, any, any other thoughts? Cause I, I want to, Nothing happens and everything happens. It's like he's assembling his new team, yeah. old team. He can spot genius and people that he wants to be on his team, but like they don't really get into it. It's almost suggested, but then they abandon that entire concept of yeah. forget assembling the team and identifying hidden genius. I'm just I'm I'm just opening a restaurant. I did write what an absolute dick. Uh and then I wrote shirt mm-hmm. sniffer and I have no Yes. Uh, oh, I can feel that. What was in. the shirt I sniffing? I don't in. remember. So the shirt sniffer, there's the hotel owner mm. who I believe his father is somehow involved, yeah. but I don't think that was Jean Luc. I don't know. Yeah, he's not. But anyway, yeah. the guy who's owning running the hotel where Bradley Cooper stays and where the restaurant is, mm-hmm. right? So they have a long relationship from back in Paris. Now they're in London great yeah um and and that's it like it's his it's his business partner who we found out find out through the shirt sniffing might be into bradley cooper does he sniff his shirt or does he just call him the shirt he sniffs his shirt he sniffs his shirt as he's folding it because he goes in to check on bradley cooper's room check on him and he's going to get 
rid he's going to get rid of him at one point, right? Because you gotta you you gotta get rid of Bradley Cooper to prove that he should stay. Right. So he start he packs up all he packs all his, his stuff because and, his credit card has declined and he can no longer afford well, to stay there. Well, but I think we all know. He was there. I think to we sniff all know how shirt. this is going to end. Yeah, he's really there to. Sniff I would the love shirt. if that movie so he just ended the that shirt. way. It was, just, it was a four-minute movie. <laughs> I'd be. I would have yeah. found that much more entertaining than than this movie, except in a couple of places. All right, so shirt sniffer. That's our first clue that this man is really into Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yep. How will it play out? It'll play out exactly how you think it yeah. does, with a gay baiting kiss at the end. Yeah, yeah. Where the that's it. Yeah, so that's it. Oh God. Oh, did you want this? Great. Here's a kiss. Yeah. And then we're all gonna make a Great. comic moment of how flustered you are. And uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's definitely use um, your sexuality as a weapon against you, yeah. and turn it into a punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Great. It's a great movie. It's a really great movie. Yeah. I was I was thinking as I was um, off mic for a minute, I was thinking, God, we're just shitting on this movie. And maybe we ought to also bring in some experts to shit on the movie. Uh, there's some really... They're just the... Who, who are your experts? Uh, I'm going to... Uh, okay. Well, you... Well, you do that. Mm. You bring that up. We'll do experts. Then I want to go to a moment of violence mm. with Sienna Miller. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then terrible. I want to do the, the sous vide, the sous vide introduction. And remember, and Laura, you did miss this. The three important things about this movie. Um, Lupin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does chef things. Yes. All right. Uh, Bradley Cooper's character growth is stop yelling at people. So don't mm-hmm. yell at people. Mm-hmm. That's the entire growth of, of yeah. that's all. That's how he grows throughout the movie. He, he doesn't yell. Uh, and then the third thing uh, is uh, sous vide, sous, the importance of sous vide. Mm. So that's what this movie is mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to make, a, I was like, how yeah. do we make a, I mean, it's kind of right there. I'm just going to say, Suicide Veed when he tries to kill himself yeah, with a oh, I would sous vide like, bag. I'd really like to talk about this. Please, can hold, please. Hold, please. Yeah. Hold, please. And what I would need everyone to remember before we get there is sous vide is life. It is not death. And yeah. you need to remember that. Sous vide, that means it's life mm-hmm. in French. Okay? That's what sous vide means. And don't look that up. Yeah, no. But if you no. were to put it in Google Translate, which you shouldn't, sous vide means it's life. Mm-hmm. So you cannot die by sous vide, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I was like, I would love to see the alternate Oh, we're take getting into it. Okay. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy is like, when he's like, let me do it. Let me do it. It's like, <laughs> buddy, go the fuck right ahead. Go right ahead. We're going to get to sous vide in just a second after you tell us about your expert opinion. Okay, well, so I'm looking at the Times, which was actually pretty restrained. Neil Genslinger, uh, burnt a rehabbing chef story starring Bradley Cooper, is bound to inspire headlines full of tiresome kitchen wordplay. Half-baked, underdone, lacks seasoning. What it really is, though, is late for dinner. And then it compares it unfavorably to Big Night. (laughs) And I got to say, Neil Genslinger, do better. Uh, although it doesn't actually say Big Night was great. It just says, 
the film might have felt fresh and invigorating in, say, 1996. Sick burn. Yeah, That's yeah. when Big Night, a much-admired foodie movie, was released. Now, he doesn't say it was a good movie. Yeah. He said it was much-admired. <laughs> yeah, much-admired. He didn't foodie, say it was good. Yeah. Uh, so he basically is like... Uh, this movie was also a piece of shit, but you know, 20 years <laughs> ago, you, right. we were way stupider and people, uh, the food as art world has become a bit tiresome except to those who live in it or can afford to eat this stuff five nights a week. Uh, yeah, yeah he just, he doesn't like it. Uh, the, the, I guess the critic that really takes a big dump on it is for the guardian, yep. um, <laughs> burnt review, bad taste, Bradley Cooper, hot shot, uh, this is there's it's a nonsense headline. I'm just going to read it as written. Sure, sure, sure. Burnt review, bad taste. Bradley Cooper hotshot chef drama leaves awful smell, and he gives it one star. And that's wow. uh, Peter Bradshaw for the Guardian. Um, Thank you, Peter. Uh, maybe soon, director John Wells will make a new film starring Bradley Cooper as a tempestuous surgeon who screams, "You call these scalpels sharp?" before smashing them clatteringly into a metal dish, picking up a heart, throwing it with deafening splat at the wall, shoving a brain squelchingly into the face of some penny-pinching hospital accountant, and then storming out of the operating theater. I would love that. It would be an incredible movie. So good. Um, uh, It... This, the, the title doesn't hint at fiery passion so much as a stupid bloke who has left a slice of white bread under the grill. Uh, it just goes on. He, this is great. He, uh, it's, a good, it's a good review. Yeah. That's good. He, I like that. Uh, he hates it so much. And, um, That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. It's not condescending. It's just mean. And He's I like, like oh, I fucking hate this so much. So the movie takes a horrible turn horrible like totally pulled out i was like i don't like this i'm not enjoying this this is this is bad when uh sienna miller gets shoved her character and the person sienna miller gets shoved by bradley cooper Mm -hmm. the uh, person and the character after a bad service it it makes no sense because they're compressing time and editing weirdly (laughs) so bad and so all of a sudden she just walks in and is fired from her other job and yeah. now has to work at this one. We don't understand what happened. We don't see any of it. So she shows up, cooks. It doesn't go. I, it seemed fine. I don't know. No, it's not explained. But Bradley Cooper's very upset. And so he makes. And we're just going to just talk about the people and not the characters, even though it was the characters. Bradley Cooper makes Sienna Miller apologize to the fish. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and she refuses to do it. And then he's like, do it. And then she starts to say, and he's like, not at me. Look at the fish. <laughs> Which, okay, humiliation for sure. Yeah. Funny to say. Wasn't funny in the movie. No. And she says, Turb- is it turbot? Turbot, Am I saying yeah. that correctly? Mm-hmm. Turbot, I sincerely apologize and kind of smirks. And then it goes into the scene. And I will be playing both characters. Oh. And the way I'll do that is by leaning um, side to side. But maybe I'll do it in the earphones. I don't know. I don't know. I probably won't change my voice. Sure. All right. And so Bradley Cooper's character starts, and then it's back and forth. Back and forth. All right. With overlapping dialogue. Did you ever take a chance in your life? Yes. I came to work for you, didn't I? You don't 
get to talk back. That wasn't a fucking question. Tonight went wrong. You're a piece of equipment because your menu lacked balance. Until you run your own kitchen, you say, yes, chef. Everything was designed to shock. Whatever you want, chef, right away, chef. And then you shut the fuck up. A fucking impossible line to walk. You're a, f you're a fucking poison. You know that? You're a fucking infection. Get the fuck out of my restaurant. And then he pushes her. Yeah. And she says, don't ever fucking touch me again. Now, all of that was horrific. Yeah. But unforgivable because you know the movie is going to make them end, end up together. Oh. You just know it. Yeah. You know it. <coughs> so, unforgivable. Absolutely. Let's not shove people. <laughs> Can we just say that? Let's not. Okay. Let's not do that. Yeah. Lori, can you agree? Don't shove people. I mean, people? I you should not shove people. I would not. Uh, the 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 most unforgivable thing is she goes home and then she makes her fucking kid. The, know, uh, the abuse trickles it. downhill. She makes her. She doesn't abuse her kid, but she kind of does. No, no, no. Because she goes home and then cooks turbot for breakfast for her adorable for breakfast uh, for child for days, and she has never brushed that child's hair. I will say that's the real abuse. Not once. That's the real problem in this story. Not is that once. kid has hasn't so seen much a hair. conditioner. Oh. Never, never can't untangle that. This could have been the movie Tangled. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was Thank rough you. stuff. Thank you. All right. We didn't even talk about so, Uma Thurman. Go. Basically, Uma Thurman's there. Uh, she's <laughs> like, oh, you want me to basically be uh, my Poison Ivy character from the Batman films in the 90s, but a restaurant reviewer? Great. Got it. I can do Got that. good notes. I can do that. Thank I'll take you. your money. Yeah, with a, with a really suspect English accent. Uh, and she also has Clearly. a... Clearly. She has a really uh stellar line of expository dialogue i say to myself simone you're a <laughs> lesbian why did you sleep with adam jones <laughs> it's like do you say that to yourself all the time she says it to herself yeah she says it to herself simone you're a lesbian why did you sleep with adam <laughs> jones and the next thing you know she's in uh to destroy the restaurant and he jumps in there's so much improbable First of all, they do not allow Sienna Miller to wear a uh, proper chef's uniform for much of this film. Right. Everyone else, right. all the men, and she's the only woman in the kitchen, all the men, yep. full-on chef coats, buttoned up, aprons, side towels, the whole nine. She's in yep. a fucking anthropology t-shirt that's, you yes. know, you can see uh, her, Can't hold it her navel. Like, she's in a... She's in a, you know, a goop tank top and a fucking, you know, stray bra strap. Like she is, I hate this it's, movie so much. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. And I can't even get into the Weinstein of it all because then it's just so dark. It's so it's, dark. But just yeah. know, folks, you watch this movie and it, it really has Harvey's fingerprints all over it. Yeah. And you start to go, this is, I, you just... Okay. I wrote, so, this is the folks, most 2015 movie ever. <laughs> yeah, truly. Now, I do want to get back into the sous vide of it all. Mm, mm -hmm. And please remember, the third point of this film is the power of sous vide. Yeah, it is life. So, Sienna Miller, after getting shoved, yeah. we know that the, the screenwriter, fuck you, 
has to get her back into the kitchen. And so she has a meeting with the hotel owner. He comes and finds her, and they talk about how um, Bradley Cooper's character was probably abused when he was little, right? Yeah. And so yeah. she's got to find a way to talk to him. And his, his cooking is out of date, she says, because he's been gone for three years. <laughs> three years. So he's lost it all. Yeah. He's lost any sense of relevance. So she has it. She puts on her thinking face and comes marching into the kitchen with a box and starts unloading it, pulls the sous vide out, and starts this. This is equipment. (laughs) (laughs) And then she points at herself and says, And this is a chef. Ooh, sick burn from Mm -hmm. their fight. the night before or five years before and then she says it's a sous vide or a water bath (laughs) it's used for poaching food at fixed low temperatures i'm sorry let me do that without laughing it's used for poaching food at fixed low temperatures bradley cooper picks up a giant plastic sous vide bag and says it's a condom Lori, have you ever and i don't want to pry too much let me start have I used a condom in my life? Yeah, I have. I'm not. It's a not a brag. Yeah, I, it's a brag. I've used a condom. You've had sex. I've had, I've had sex where I didn't want a baby happening. All right. Uh huh. Okay. And that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> but I've worn a condom. Okay. Uh, could you call it a bag? Yeah. Was it a bag? Absolutely not. Could I fit? Uh, five pounds of ham in it? I don't know. Haven't tried. <laughs> Haven't tried. Should I? Maybe. But how, who? And have? I guess my question for you, and it's not fair to you. You don't have to answer it. Mm-hmm. Is have you ever used a condom that was actually a Ziploc bag? <laughs> uh. Thing. And be, you be know, honest if you can. There were some lost years. There were some, <laughs> you know, uh, Grateful Dead mini tours and whatnot. Yep. Uh, but I tell you what, no. I mean, there there are there are so many miles between a plastic bag and a condom. Uh, mm, it, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was like they vacuum sealed. Uh, I'm not. All right. I was going to. They somehow managed to completely airlock out any uh, wit or joy yeah. or intelligence oh. in the making oh. of this screenplay. Well done. You did it. Thanks. You did it. All Thanks. right. So the, the hotel owner says to, to Bradley Cooper, she has an idea. And Bradley Cooper says, use condoms. Uh. No, 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 no is unspoken and she says we now folks hold on we can finish the meat on fire there's nothing wrong with that but we use this meaning the sous vide to seal in all the flavors vegetables herbs spices marinades anything you want sealed in we adapt Lori please please Agree with me that this is the world's most important sous vide movie ever. It is. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, 
there's, it is. I don't there's I think so there's many, only one. I, there's only one because there only needed to be one. But when you think about when you think about groundbreaking, mm. you think, oh, the that uh, that movie with the train and it scared everybody. Probably in Paris or somewhere dumb like that mm-hmm. with dumb people sure. going, oh, it's in it's in here. It's gonna kill. It's us. a real train. You, you're, you're dumb. You're you're fucking idiots. You fucking idiots. But that was groundbreaking. Lori, what's another groundbreaking movie? Uh, the one where the camera just keeps pulling out and pulling out and pulling out and pulling out and you go from like, oh my God. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. an atom in a leaf to, yeah. you know, the, the, to the fucking universe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, agreed. I'm going to say, you know, Shelley Duvall's performance in that one movie about the hotel. Sure. Yes. Uh, groundbreaking. Yeah, totally. Groundbreaking. Totally. I'm going to say Dana Carvey as Mr. Turtle. Oh, totally. Groundbreaking. I mean, no words. No words. I'm going to say Deer Hunter with the with the knife scene. That mm-hmm. was scary. That was scary. Mm-hmm. That was scary. The knife in the hand. Yeah. And that may have been Godfather, but I'm pretty sure it was Deer Hunter. Doesn't but maybe matter. it was also... Doesn't matter. You know, maybe it was the one where the people got killed in slow motion, Bonnie and Clyde. I don't know. All ground... All yeah. of... All three of those were groundbreaking. Totally. This, I would like honored as the sous vide groundbreaking. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just the dumbest fucking shit ever. Um... I'm just looking at my notes here. I don't do groups. I mean, there's a whole thing. There's so, you know, there's nothing in this movie. This movie is a is a vacuum uh vacuum sealed yeah. uh correct uh, ghost of an idea. Yes. Yes. But there is Matthew Reese. Uh and I have to say, I I've been watching obsessively binging The Americans and I love okay. Matthew Reese and I love Matthew Reese getting to do something close to his native Welsh accent. Uh, he he deserves better. I want to apologize to Matthew Reese on behalf of the Weinstein Company. We did him wrong. That he yes. was even in this film. Yes. Uh, every second We're that he's sorry, in Matthew it Reese. makes it better. He can't save it. That's I mean he's not a yeah. oh magician. absolutely. Can he flip tables? He sure oh my can. god! Yes, he the, he gets the best. He the, got it. I thought it was Bradley Cooper, yeah. but it was him. He gets the best table flipping, plate throwing. He's supposed Truly. to be the villain. I'm like. I fucking love this guy and he of course he turns yeah, out he's to the be only one i like the good guy but it's like they set him up he makes eggs yeah he makes eggs well, he's fuck ev- please stop making scrambled eggs in movies eggs. i'm gonna ask you everybody stop to be mm. like oh did you have a rough night let me make you eggs fuck you that's big night that's ratatouille yeah that is this sous vide movie yep. as well this is uh this is All the right. julia child effect honestly people are like if you it, if you can make is. eggs that really proves you're uh we get it folks we don't need to do it anymore did you see what bridge bradley cooper was standing on after lupin did the whole cayenne bit the the fistful of cayenne uh, did you see the name of the bridge that he was standing on was it london bridge no it was Waterloo. Oh boy! Oh boy! They never, mm-hmm. never uh, accuse them of. They being, can't miss a moment. Yeah. They can't can't miss a moment. All right. So Bradley Cooper has a meltdown after Lupin totally destroys him, and he starts doing a very forced, unconvincing, maniacal left in the kitchen. He goes and stands on the Waterloo Bridge, even though he left the custard thing in the. 
spinning. In the restaurant, he still throws it. Oh. <laughs> so he throws it into the river. So I don't know. He went back. He went back. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. He he went back. He got it. He thought he was going to jump. But no, no, no. He was just throwing the custard or something into the river. And uh, then he goes into Matthew Reese's restaurant, uh, who plays the character Reese. I don't know. Yes, if you yes. That. They, again, <laughs> just ran out of time. We just, what's your fucking name? Reese. Reese. Good okay, enough. we'll just call you Reese. Yeah. All right, so Bradley does a maniacal laughter going into his competitor's restaurant, Matthew Reese's Reese's restaurant. And starts singing some imitation of dramatic horns, like dun dun dun, dun dun dun. And we're, and we're supposed it's, to know that he has he has for several hours been getting real fucked up. He's fallen yeah, off. Yeah, we the don't wagon. know that. We don't know that. Well, and Emma Thompson, who is also in this movie, who <laughs> we have not talked about, is going to have to deal with that. But but let's stay focused on the sous vide moment. Um. He keeps doing these dramatic horns, and then, Laurie, your sous vide moment, the condom, mm-hmm. the sous vide bag over his head to kill himself. Yeah. Well, he starts out being like, let me use the sous vide machine. Let me do it. Like, trying to, yeah. you know, pre- yeah. pretending yeah. that yeah. he wants to, like, uh, learn, you know. But he's, I mean, he's just being an absolute menace. And then he, oh, God, like, how... He puts the sous vide over his head, the sous vide the bag. bag over his head, and then tries to put his giant fucking head which the bag cannot go over and his mouth is sticking out of he tries to put his head into the vacuum seal that's right to vacuum which again will not fit oh my god and then and then he's like just let me kill myself (laughs) but the bag will not stretch below his mouth like it won't even go to his chin so he's trying to kill himself dramatically but all i'm thinking is your head is too fucking yeah. huge it's never gonna happen bradley you can't kill yourself that way so matthew reese kind of rips open the bag to make sure he can breathe but guess what he already can yeah he <laughs> and i want ever this at that moment i said this is the greatest movie ever that scene is stunning it's it went on for so long also so like long. matthew Unbroken. reese truly had to struggle i mean if you've watched the americans you've seen this man dispatch uh, full human bodies and break them down and put them in a suitcase faster than he was able to rip a plastic bag off of uh bradley cooper's face it was so i, I was just thinking as you were describing the scene i was like they probably like there's probably some extremely stressed out pa who was charged with getting the right size bag that would both fit dramatically yeah. over Cooper's face, but also be tight enough yeah. to ostensibly kill him. And they failed at that mission and they, they have never they worked in film failed. again. No. And they were like, they this, not. we are already millions of dollars over budget. Uh, just, you can't get new bags. It. We're just going to have to make do. <laughs> just, Bradley was <laughs> so mad. Um, I feel like this whole movie was just an excuse to let that guy speak French on film because I don't know if you know, but he famously speaks French. Bradley Cooper speaks Which French. Guy? Bradley Which Bradley Cooper. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it so much. I wish he would have done that whole scene in French. Um, it's horrible and wonderful, and it's. I think it's borderline camp. I think it's it's straight camp. Yeah. I think it's straight camp. Mm-hmm. And everyone should watch it. Maybe we'll insert it here, just that entire scene, so you can listen to it. It's a sous vide or water bath. It's used for poaching food at fixed low temperatures. 
condom. She has an idea. Using condoms. We can finish the meat on the fire. There's nothing wrong with that. But we use this to seal in all the flavors. Vegetables, herbs, spices, marinades, anything you want sealed in. We adapt. You good? I am. You? Yeah. Okay. He says we should be dealing with culinary orgasms. Culinary orgasms. He's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. Okay, listen, Alicia Vikander's in this movie. Wonderful. Beautiful. They play former lovers. Uh, the son or the daughter of the chef who taught uh, dipshit to to cook. And Jean Luc. She drops off the knives. Knives. Also. Also, there are drug dealers yes who keep beating up Bradley Cooper just beating him up a and little so bit but letting funny. him live so letting him live because they want to get paid she pays off the drug dealers because she's like it was it was also I also use drugs with you so they both got clean great for them and then she says here are the here are the knives my dad wanted you to have them he sharpened them before he died because he said Adam likes everything perfect sir Sir, <laughs> sir, I promise you, when I die, my la- my last act will not mm. be to sharpen knives. For Bradley Cooper. Not for Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Not for Alicia Vikander, sure. sure. I, would, I would absolutely sharpen knives for her. For Emma Thompson, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we're coming to the end. Guess what? The Michelin people, the real Michelin men show up. Fantastic. There's a fork on the floor. This is the, oh, this is what Michelin does. They put a fork on the floor and the one orders this and one orders that. And then they need tap water and then they need half a bottle of wine because they're, uh, uh, uh. and, and, um, Sienna Miller has said after, okay, fine. Sienna Miller is, they, they get together ish in his hotel room and she's, She's dabbing the bleeding back from him getting stomped, but not curb stomped the way we all wanted. And he says to her in the most unconvincing way, I'm afraid. (laughs) And she says, we're your family. We're your family. We all have to cook together. He's like, I don't know if I can do it. And she's like, We're here for you. We're your family. Family. So, actually, if you think about it, this is part of the Fast and Furious universe. Mm. And Vin Diesel should have come in. Then I would have been on, on board. Yes. Because family. All right. So then they realize the Michelin men are there and they. Say we're just Bradley Cooper's big moment is that he doesn't scream and he says we do what we do we cook together and they just assemble plates of the most basic looking fancy food. So ever. many flowers, like every plate had oh, like six the, different oh. edible types of flowers. Did you know you can eat flowers? So beautiful. Did you know that? So touched. Right. Um, the men, I don't know why the the owner of the hotel and Bradley Cooper nod heads and smile along the river because that he's, and then they have he's indicating because why you're supposed to believe 
that the way Michelin works they is got, you yeah, you immediately yeah. get your three stars. It's yeah. I mean, there's yeah. totally disregarding they the fact you know. that it's like a fucking year later, and then there's a book and a fucking <laughs> an, whatever. I had this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this star in my pocket. Yeah. And so I Here get it, it to you. Here's your third star. Here's your third star. And then they eat family meal. Yeah. And then it's over. Can I say something about family meal? I don't fucking care. Stop romanticizing it. Stop trying to sell it to me. Stop it. Restaurants eat food. People who work in restaurants, they eat food. They all get together. Oh, we have family meal. And blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care anymore. Stop it with the family meal. Stop trying to sell it to me, food world. I'm over it. I get it. They eat a meal. They act like it's family. It's not. If Let me tell you something. If anybody tells you that you are working as part of a family and it's not a family, like they are literally not your relatives and they say, oh, we act like family. It's like a family around here. Let me tell you something. You are getting fucked over and you should not trust those people. If they're trying to shove family down their throat, they're trying to shove something up your ass. And let me tell you, you are on the losing battle of that because it is non-consensual. If they're trying to shove something up your ass because you asked them to, that is different. But in this case, they are not. They are stealing from you. They are abusing you. You do not make a career out of a place where you're like, oh, it feels like family here. Fuck you. It's not a family. It's corporate America. It's a fucking business. It's capitalism. Stop trying to sell me family. Thank you. Thank you. You can see a video of Chris's TED Talk on uh, his YouTube channel called Fuck You. (laughs) Lori, that's the end of the movie. It's over just because he eats salad. (laughs) Like it ends with him eating salad. Everyone is so proud of him. Look how far he's come. Oh, look at you. Look at you sitting down. Dating to eat a salad. Sitting down eating salad. Wearing a t-shirt, I think. He's not, he doesn't have his whites on. Salad and casserole. Oh, are you one of, are you part of this? Are we family? Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. Lori, how many wire whips would you give this? (sighs) I would give it. Just the uh, the broken half handle of one wire whip that has been used yeah. uh, to ream out all the accumulated grime on yeah. a Ranger Rick costume that's been through the, the, the extended Fair. ten day Comic Con. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm going to give the movie as a whole one wire whip. Mm-hmm one and that's out of a million and then i am going to give just the scene of bradley cooper trying to put his head in the vacuum sealer and then suffocate himself i'm going to give that all the stars yeah good that's because that scene is so deliriously horrible it's genius i love yeah. it so much he went for his third star it. there he got his third star right there yeah we should have given it to him all right, Lori, that is it for this episode. What are we going to watch next time? Well, why don't you choose? Wait, should we watch Sausage Party? Oh, is that a movie about food? Yeah. Okay. It's a comedy, right? It's a comedy. Let's watch Sausage, Sausage Party. Party. <laughs> I tried to get, I did uh, mute the word glizzy on my Twitter last night. 
Um, you know, just making an important, uh, you know, a lot of people are making important moves on Twitter these days. And I thought, well, my contribution to the, that should be my contribution to the discourse. Stop the glizzy. And uh, since then I have gotten several glizzy jokes in my DMs from, from Dermot Kelly. So. Didn't work. It didn't work. Anyway. Uh, Please follow Carbface on Instagram and sometimes Twitter. Uh, Carbface pod. Is is the handle Lori doing God's work? And if you would, we haven't asked in like twenty years. But if you would, go on, leave us a review. Yeah. Leave us a review on iTunes. Rate us. We're we're back. We're back, folks, Sub- on a more regular basis. Subscribe us. Come on. Uh, can I just? This might not. Five stars. Five oh, stars. Yeah, five, five stars, stars only. Fuck you, if anything. This is oh my god. A little asynchronous, but uh, yep. so lately I've been like I'm waiting for some money to come in, trying to pinch pennies, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I had uh-huh. a flash of a moment where I was like, should we have a Patreon? Is that, but that of course means that we have to do, I would do, we it. have to do, uh, extra work, but maybe it's worth it. If, um, so just I would absolutely putting it do out that. there. And, and if you, yeah, let us know. Would, would you? in theory, no yeah. commitment yeah. required, but if you in theory None. would be interested in supporting a Patreon, just let us know, put it in the comments of a, of a, uh, an Instagram post or send us an email at carbfacepod yep. at gmail.com. Like, what would you pay for? Do you want the Do you want the video recording of this? Oh, right? Because we're we're recording. Yeah, I mean, we make good faces. You could have seen Lori's sweater. You could see you the sweater. Seen you could sweater. see my apartment. You could see my hair. Uh-huh. You could see my hair. Chris's camera. My hair's doing uh, all kinds of things so today. So much hair. Uh, so that's something, because honestly, what I was first considering uh, as a solo project was a Patreon devoted to uh, foot fetishists, but people mm-hmm. who specifically mm-hmm. fetishize bunions. <laughs> mm. There is mm. a market. I think it mm. is small. I, um, sign me up. Sign uh, me but up. if also, so buck. let's just say too, if you would pay money to see my feet, which have terrible bunions, also let me know, and I will see if that's... You have bunions. Oh, such bad bunions. Yeah, I'm, I'm considering. Oh, I'm either I don't like see yours. You don't. Not no me. one needs I'm out. to. I'm out. But others. Yeah. Do. Others. I'm either going to maybe I'm, but I'm get out. the surgery or just make a living off of the uh, the the bunion Patreon. Yeah, get the surgery. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> Happy Honda days. Five stars. Five stars. Happy Honda days to everyone. Happy Honda days to you, Lori. Ditto. Say it back to me. Say it. Okay. Say, it. Say, it. Uh, say happy Honda what's days. What's the joke? My friends, my my family celebrates Toyota Fun or something. I don't know. <laughs> We're a Ford family. All right. See you next time. Okay. Bye. <laughs> see you next time. Bye. Bye.